there's a Christmas carol that's reputed to be not just old, but ancient. It sits within a local tradition of carol singing, a rather subversive one. It's from Ennis Cordy in Wexford, Ireland. Welcome to Handed Down, where we celebrate traditional songs and the people who sing them. I'm Jenny Shaw. It's almost Christmas, and today I'm taking a look at a lesser-known carol that emerged out of the folk tradition and is slowly being re-embraced by it. I've developed a very strong affinity for this song over the last year. I tried an experiment. What would happen if you sang the same song every day for a year? Well, almost every day. And now I know, you come to inhabit it on a very deep level. And so it was inevitable that I'd choose it for our Christmas episode. The song in question is known as the Wexford Carol or the Ennis Corthy Carol. And we know it today thanks to Dr. William Henry Grattan Flood, the organist of St. Aidan's Cathedral in Ennis Corthy. Sometime around the 1920s, towards the end of his life, he collected this carol from a local traditional singer. He was a historian and a musicologist, but he was known to be more enthusiastic than accurate, so we can't be sure how much he altered the tune, and we know that he edited the words. One of his important acts, for which he is still remembered today, was to send it to be included in the Oxford Book of Carols. Its publication in this mainstay of Christmas choral singing made this traditional Irish song famous around the world. Rumours soon grew up about this newly discovered carol, that it was extremely old, dating back to the 12th century or even earlier. But all was not quite as it seemed, because the words of the Wexford carol can be found in another carol-singing tradition on the other side of the Irish Sea, in the Derbyshire village of Castleton. It's called The Sinner's Redemption, otherwise known as All You That Are to Mirth Inclined. And it's quite old, though not quite ancient. Friend of the show Samuel Pepys had a copy. But the oldest known version is from 1634 in the Roxburgh collection. It formed part of a local tradition in both Derbyshire and South Yorkshire of village carol singing, which can still be found today in Castleton and Sheffield. Both traditional and more secular carols are sung each year in pubs and other community locations. In the case of Castleton, they're sung in the caves beneath the peak. So at some point in time, this old English carol came over to Wexford 
took on a distinctly Irish tune and reinvented itself. It found itself in good company, though, because Wexford was home to a rather subversive carol tradition of its own. In the 17th century, Luke Wadding, a Wexford-born Catholic of Anglo-Norman heritage, lost his father and his family business to Cromwell's army and fled into exile in Europe. After taking holy orders in Paris, he taught at the Sorbonne for some years before returning to Ireland. Under the slightly more tolerant regime of Charles II, Wadding set to work rebuilding the Catholic community in County Wexford. But the work was difficult and he faced many setbacks. The 20,000-strong Catholic community he once knew had dwindled to just 400. At one point he was detained by the authorities and he narrowly escaped being banished. But eventually he was appointed Bishop of Ferns in the north of the county, though he lived and worked in Wexford town. In the latter part of his life, he wrote a garland of pious and godly songs, poems and carols set to well-known tunes. Published abroad in Ghent, they were a way to channel his feelings about the destruction of the old Catholic families and the challenges of rebuilding the Catholic community. These writings were meant as an encouragement for his fellow members of the dispossessed Catholic gentry and a lament for the lost religious trappings of the old life. In silent sadness I sat down on new green banks of grass with cherry trees environed round where once a chapel was. A generation later, inspired by Bishop Wadding's carols, another priest, William Devereux, published a new garland of carols which he either collected or more likely wrote himself. These carols cover not just the Christmas story, but the feast days between Christmas and New Year, St Stephen's Day, the Feast of the Holy Innocents, the Day of St John, and my personal favourite, St Sylvester, whose feast day is on New Year's Eve. But rather than being sung in pubs or door-to-door, these carols are used in a more pious and liturgical tradition, as their gentle winding tunes might suggest. They're sung between Christmas and New Year as part of the Mass and only by men during the highest point of the service, the giving out of Holy Communion. And they're sung in a style that harks back to monastic times with two small choirs taking alternate verses. This sung tradition was preserved in St Mary's Catholic Church in Kilmore, giving rise to the name of the collection, the Kilmore Carols. This feast of Saint Sylvester So well deserves a song That you may justly wonder It was deferred so long He was the It's to this wider Wexford collection and set of traditions that the Wexford Carol has become attached, 
though I haven't been able to find any definite evidence that it's included in the liturgical singing in Kilmore, as some have suggested. But by its Wexford roots, it's a part of this local collection, notwithstanding its celebrity status within that group. It's the only member of the collection whose authorship is unknown, the carol that's said to be ancient, and while its words appear to be early 17th century or thereabouts, the tune is still a mystery. Now, it's very hard to date traditional tunes. They're tricky little things. They're always changing as they're passed from person to person. But in my year of singing the Wexford Carol, it began to remind me of another song. Viridissima Virga, O Branch of the Freshest Tree, is a hymn to the Virgin Mary, written by the 12th century composer and Benedictine abbess Hildegard von Bingen. It may be fanciful, and the similarity is just a coincidence, but the belief that the Wexford Carol has ancient roots is persistent, and if there's any truth in this at all, it might be through an echo of this or another sacred medieval tune. You can decide for yourself. Thank you for listening. And if you're new to the podcast, do catch up on some of the previous episodes. We have story episodes like this one and also interviews with musicians. And do follow us on your favourite podcast app. And if you'd like to, give us a rating. Most of all, do support folk music in any way you can. Going to gigs, buying albums and merchandise. That's the way we'll keep the tradition alive. We'll be back again in the new year. But until then, have a wonderful, festive break, and you take care. Good people, all this Christmas time, consider well and bear in mind what our good God for us has done in sending his beloved Son with Mary.
Show.